Hello and welcome to another episode of Joyful Recovery in Christ, a podcast dedicated to Christians in recovery. While we use the traditional 12 steps as a guide, we clearly define Jesus Christ as our higher power, in fact, the highest power, and we base our recovery on a vibrant faith in Jesus. One thing is certain, in Christ there is joyful recovery from whatever you're facing today. I'm your host, Pastor Jim. Today we're continuing with our current series that we're calling The Walk. Last time we considered an important characteristic of God, that being his justness. We said that yes, God is love, no question. But God's justice is always a part of God's character. King David wrote about both of those characteristics in Psalm 101 with these words, quote, I will sing of your love and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. Close quote. To be God, God must be absolutely just and fair in his dealings with the humans he created. Sin must be punished. No excuses. And it always is. But in God's economy, it's not always the sinner who receives the punishment for his or her sin. That's because God's plan of saving sinners from their sin is simply this. God the Father would send his only begotten Son into human flesh to receive the punishment for the sins of the whole world. What kind of God would go to such lengths to save sinners like you and me? Well, a God who is gracious and compassionate. The kind of God the Bible describes with those very words. Let's take a closer look at each of these characteristics. God's grace has been defined several ways. One of my favorites is using the word mercy to help define grace. Mercy can be defined as not getting what we deserve. Let's say I'm convicted of a crime, and the penalty for that crime is 10 years in prison. The judge may choose to have mercy on me and sentence me to probation. I deserve to spend 10 years in prison, but instead I remain free. That's mercy. Grace, on the other hand, is a matter of getting what we don't deserve. In the case of the Christian faith, this is demonstrated by God's desire for all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God is ready, willing, and able to forgive the sins of any and every sinner. Sinners who are, to one degree or another, disobedient, are rebellious, and just plain sinful. And God forgives them for no reason except God loves them. Friends, that's grace. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we read these profound words about grace. Quote, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this faith is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. End of quote. The second characteristic we want to talk about today is God's compassion. Psalm 86.15 tells us this, quote, But you, Lord, are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. In our last episode, we briefly mentioned the definition of compassion. We said the word compassion is composed of two Latin words, C-O-M, and then passion. The C-O-M means with in Latin, and that word passion comes from the Latin word pati, which means to suffer. So to have compassion is to suffer with another. Not necessarily to endure the source of the person's suffering, but to empathize with one who is suffering. To take that person into their heart and say, I I understand how you feel, and I wish you didn't feel like that. One thing is certain. Jesus is no stranger to suffering. The prophet Isaiah describes the Messiah to come as being, quote, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, close quote. And when Jesus finally arrived on the scene, some 700 years after Isaiah's prophecy, he was certainly a man who endured great suffering. The writer to the Hebrews says that Jesus was, quote, tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin, close quote. When we're tempted to dip our toe into the waters of relapse, we can call out to Jesus. He will hear, he will understand, and he will have compassion. It's comforting to know that when we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to Jesus, he can be trusted to graciously and compassionately lead and guide us. At this point, you might ask, how can a holy God show his grace and compassion to the likes of me? I mean, I sin all the time. But God is holy and I'm, well, sinful. What about my sin debt that I've accumulated over the years? How is it possible for a sinner like me to spend eternity in the presence of a holy God? Well, listen to what Jesus said about that very thing. And he was talking uh, to his disciples. And he, we're told, began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law and that he would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. It was necessary for Jesus to do these things, because he would bear the punishment 
for our sins right there on that cross. That way, those who are trusting Christ have their sins thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, and God will remember them no more. Said it another way, my sin will have been punished, but I didn't receive the punishment. Jesus did when he hung on that cross. Well, friends, having, having spent the last several weeks considering God the Father and some of his characteristics, next time we're going to turn our attention to God the Son. And I really look forward to that discussion, and I hope you can join us. Until then, I'm your host, Pastor Jim, wishing you God's richest blessings.